What I'm about to tell you has never been detailed before. Uh, okay, you may have heard whispered rumours, snatches of conversation overheard in pubs, conspiracy theories. No? All you're going to hear from me, though, is factual. It's only the interpretation which is open to question. Maybe, well, maybe coincidences do happen, but as far as I'm concerned, and I suspect I speak for all those who witness what did happen, there's no room for suspicion. We know what we know because it's what we witnessed. So, anyway, let me start from the beginning. My parents lived in a 1960s new-built home, which is where I was brought up. A respectable neighbourhood, full of respectable people who took pride in having climbed nice and high up the social ladder. Status was important. Uh, which was a shame, to be honest, as I was a feral kid who never ceased getting into trouble. And my companion in crime was a thug in the neighbouring house. He was my best friend, Terry. And, uh, yeah, okay, we were the terror of the neighbourhood. Boys will be boys, and we were determined not to let the side down. Uh, to be honest, our greatest sin was simply being full of life and energy. Anyway, one day a new neighbour arrived. A tenant in a home which had been left empty since the owner had died, and he sort of just, well, <coughs> sidled into view, with no fanfare of the usual display of overpriced vanity products being unloaded by the removal men. No, 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 no. This very old guy was respectfully unassuming. A loner who made it clear from the start that he'd be no party animal, no par new partner at bridge, or as a socialite at sherry evenings. When we two boys also established his decrepit old-timer was a foreigner, uh -uh, an unforgivable sin in a tight-knit community, then he was destined to be an outcast. Fair game for whatever mischief, pranks, our boyish minds could devise. No, nothing spiteful. We just set out to make ourselves more obnoxious than normal. Justified on the grounds that that was how Johnny Foreigner liked to be treated in his own country. Not that we knew, having never been beyond Brighton. Anyway, about a week after he moved in, I was at Terry's home helping to purloin tea cakes from the larder, when his mother said, uh, Terry, uh, it's about time we welcomed our new neighbour. Uh, I have made him this cake. Uh, yes, for him. So, you two boys, go on, take it over to him. Take it over as a welcoming gift, if you be so kind. Thank you. I looked at Terry, and Terry looked at me. We were underwhelmed by the request. Showing kindness to strange foreigners was not our style. Uh, sounded like a waste of a totally good cake, and in any case, there was no evidence that foreigners even ate them. Also, though we would never have admitted it, we were a tad scared of this mystery man. Uh, we judged him to be at least a hundred years old, uh, so we knew, well, so, yeah, who knew what disease he, diseases he might be carrying? But, faced with a barrage of chiding, we reluctantly took the cake to our neighbour's home. In response to our knocking, about 30 seconds later, the front door creaked open. Uh, yeah. my, my name's Terry and I live over there, mate.
said my friend to the old, old man who stood standing there, creaking in unison with his door. Uh, my mum my, my says this is a welcoming gift. He reluctantly thrust the cake forward. Uh, if you don't eat cake uh, because you're too old, then we'll help you out, mate. We stood back from the door, ready to run from this pile of bones leaning on a stick. His big, glaring eyes powering down us, sending a shiver down our spines. But the wind was taken out of our sails. Oh, my dear boys! Oh, my dear, dear, dear boys! You are most, most kind! Oh, delight! Oh, yes, 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 yes! Oh, I would love to eat such a wonderful cake. <laughs> oh, pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Both our faces fell at this sad news. Yes, pass on my felicitations and gratitude to your cutest mother and my eternal thanks to you as well. Terry, uh, uh, yes, uh, and of course, uh, to your escort. Uh, 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 yes, <laughs> your mothers must be most proud. <laughs> proud, proud, proud. He closed the door to further mutterings of God bless, God, God bless you, God, God bless you for your kindness. God bless, God bless. Oh, didn't know corpses could talk whispered Terry as we skulked away. We had never been spoken to in such a kind way, not that we knew what our facilitation was anyway. It made us feel guilty, especially as early in the day when we had pinched some of the apples from his tree. We retreated and came to the mutual conclusion, after much analysis in Terry's bedroom, that the old man must be senile. Best leave him alone. However, our view was not shared by the grown-ups who had a theory that he came from, what was it? Oh yes, Transylvania, uh, which made them laugh inexplicably. Goodness knows what's so funny about that place, uh, wherever it is. So we were happy to stick to our explanation. Then, four days later, I was again in Terry's kitchen when we were both being berated for some misdemeanour, of which we were wholly innocent, I might add, when there came a welcome interruption. Oh, how lovely to see you. It's, it's, our, it's our new neighbour. Oh, um, um, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Oh, 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 I, I'm so sorry, but uh, we have not actually been introduced. Oh, my dear, my dear lady, God bless you, God bless you. As for my name, it's, 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 it's of no relevance. The truth is, my real name is very difficult for Westerners to pronounce. Too many letters, especially Zs. God bless you. So it's easier to call me simply as Jones. Yes, yes, yes. Mr. A. Jones, to be precise. But it's no matter. No matter at all. No, 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 no. Well, um, then, uh, uh, welcome to our community, uh, Mr. Jones. Uh, I, I, 
lady, I was, I was overwhelmed. Overwhelmed with delight when your kind and handsome son brought over that lovely cake. Oh, yes, cake. Oh, my, 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 my. How rare, how rare to find two young boys so well brought up caring. A joy, I tell you. Oh, yes, a joy, a joy indeed. Both Terry and I looked at each other. Got a sick bucket nearby, he whispered. I stifled a laugh. His mother glared at us. So, so, so dear lady, in my, in, my, in my country, we believe one good turn, turn deserves another. So, so with your permission, I would like to give your son something in return. A, a gift. Oh, yes, a, a gift from my country. He handed Terry a wooden box about six inches square with headphones attached. The only other thing on it was a single toggle switch marked in and out. Terry took it, looked at it, crestfallen. He picked it up. He just held the box, open mouthed. Terry, Terry, where, where's your manners? Where's your manners? Thank Mr. Jones. Thank you, Mr. Jones, please. Uh, I'm right, uh, uh, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Uh, just what I've always wanted. Just what I've always wanted. <laughs> oh, bless my son. Bless my son. Bless my son. <laughs> I, I see you're mystified. Oh, bless my son. My ignorance of your customs has failed me. You see, in my country these boxes are widely used. I forgot that they're here, that they are unknown. You see, it is a simply a music box with just one difference. It only, only plays music which the owner likes. My iPhone already does that. Terry, Terry, don't be so ungrateful. Oh, look, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, Mr. Jones. My son, my son has completely forgotten his manners. Oh, no, 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 it's entirely, entirely my fault. I did not explain enough. You see, this box knows, yes, it knows what you want to listen to and plays it immediately. Yes, it's like the old MP3 players, except you you don't have to preload anything. In our country, we call it psychic music because it senses, it senses what the brain likes. All you have to do is just set that one switch to in. No, no, never change it. Never change. No, never touch it. No, 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 no. Never touch that switch. Leave it on in. That's it. That's it. Uh, no magic. No, 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 no magic at all. Well, from my recollection, the conversation drifted on into a morass of the adults thanking each other, a mutual appreciation society type of thing, while Terry sat morosely staring at his new possession. Mr Jones, with much bowing and shaking of hands, eventually left, and we watched him with immense relief as he hobbled back to his home, leaning heavily on his wooden walking stick. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. 
Oh, my mate Terry certainly got a dressing down from his mum, and simply to quell the tidal wave of angry words, he agreed with as much bad grace as possible to try on the headphones. Yeah, well, at least they will drown out my mum yelling at me, he muttered. So that's how it all began. No, 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 I'm not going to pretend there was a sudden change in my friend's behaviour. There, there wasn't. It, it was a sort of slow drift from being a tearaway to being a passive lover of music. Over the coming weeks, we went out less together. Him preferring to stay in his bedroom, having discovered a fascination to listening to his spooky box, as he called it. The transformation, in many ways, was lovely, if it had not been for the fact that this box was depriving me of my associate in crime. To put it bluntly, it became a barrier, not just between us two mates. No, 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 no. Even the teachers have problems. They had to drag the headphones off him in class. They even had to be confiscated in the playground. I'm not saying even for a moment there was a connection between Terry's changing personality and the box. Maybe it was just part of growing up. You know how moody teenagers are excused because of their hormones. No, no, uh, what I am saying is that my mate started to change at about this time. I'm saying no more than that. You see, it was not that he just wanted to chill out listening to Mr Jones' music box. No, he became more withdrawn. He lost his sparkle as well. Like Mr Jones, he became more of a recluse, more gaunt, more serious. He just looked different. The changes were both mental and physical. Within three months, my strong, full-of-life mate looked anemic, a shadow of himself. He seemed sadder. Worse still, he lost interest in things in general, school in particular. His grades started to drop. Uh, I still visited, but somehow the box was a barrier. Our friendship faltered. What was more unsettling was that I picked up a nervousness from his parents. Uh, they wanted him to go out with me. <laughs> a complete U-turn as previously. They regarded me as a bad influence but he had lost interest in the outside world. Terry became a shadow of his former self. His health faltered. And for many days, uh, and then weeks, he was being kept home from school. There was a string of medical-looking visitors to his home and trips to hospitals for unknown tests. Despite everyone's best efforts, he grew weaker. In the early days, his parents encouraged him to listen to the spooky box. It was the only thing that made him happy. But now, a new approach was taken. It was decided that a change was needed. So after one protracted stay in hospital, the music box was hidden. Instead of anger, Terry just seemed scared, almost terrified. He seemed in mourning for his only source of comfort. He pleaded pitifully for his return. But his parents stood their ground and said he could have it back when he came home if he improved in other areas. The strange thing was that when he came back from his long stint in hospital, his health 
seemed to have improved. A tribute to medical care, maybe. Hmm, probably. And yet, he did not crave for his music box. Colour returned to his cheeks, and his appetite was returning. One day, after a lot of soul-searching, I made up my mind. I strode to his house with the intention of asking his mother if I could borrow the spooky box to try it out myself. Well, after all, I would be doing his family a favour, taking temptation away from Terry. As it happened, I found Mr Jones bent over his walking stick in the hall, talking to Terry's mum. I my heart, my heart, dear lady, bleeds, bleeds for you, dear lady. How, how, how sad I have felt that your dear, dear, dear son has been so poorly. He was gushing. My, my whole community has prayed, prayed for him, prayed for him. I was tempted to ask what community, but held my tongue. This was adult talk. Oh, well, uh, your prayers seem to have worked. Uh, Mr Jones says he's getting better. In fact, he has not used your music box for nearly two weeks. Oh, uh, excellent, Dylan. For churches that I've come today, then. Uh, It's indeed uh, the reason I have visited is that the batteries by now will need recharging. Uh, Maybe... Maybe I could take it back while it's not not being used. Terry's mum hid her enthusiasm, but she was, of course, overjoyed to remove the music box box from temptation. She grabbed it from a locked cupboard, almost thrust it into Mr Jones' hands, and after a stream of pleasantries, he was sent on his hobbling way. Out of curiosity and some annoyance that he had stolen my chance to listen to this weird music machine, I followed him at a discreet distance. To my surprise, he put the headphones on, stopped while he moved the toggle switch to out, and carried on his way to his home. Curiosity! got the better of me. So during the coming days and then weeks, I made it my business to spy on this strange foreigner. From my vantage point on a hideaway up a nearby tree, I watched Mr Jones on his veranda. He spent a lot of time there since he retrieved the music box. He just sat there with the headphones on, tapping out the music on his fingertips, much the same way Terry had done. Nothing much of interest there, except one curiosity, an oddity. Maybe it was simply because I wanted to find something different and thus create the illusion in my mind. But I noticed that Mr Jones seemed to be more sprightly. He stopped using his stick, walked more upright, and I'm sure one evening saw him dancing in his sitting room. By now, Terry was strong enough to join me in my lookout. He said Mr. Jones' rejuvenation was just my imagination. I was not so sure. We eventually agreed that a more direct observation was required. On the pretense of delivering another gift, we would make a house call. 
It never happened. One day, Mr. Jones was there. The next day, he had gone. No one saw his departure, and yet he and all his possessions simply disappeared. And the letting boards appeared once again outside his home. No one ever saw him again, though many people spoke of seeing a younger, sprightly man packing boxes the day before. The estate agent told my curious parents that he'd only found one thing left in the house. It was an old wooden walking stick. <laughs>